Crime Salad listeners, we're your hosts, Ashley and Ricky, and we're here with another episode of Crime Salad. If this is your first time, welcome. Before we begin, we would like to give a shout out to our amazing listeners and supporters on Patreon. We have three new patrons this week, Tinkerbuff, Stephanie, and Rachel. We thank you for your support from the bottom of our hearts. If you would like to help support Crime Salad, share our podcast with a friend and give us a five-star review on iTunes or any platform you listen to podcasts on. So we got a story for you today that is one of our newest and freshest salads we've ever served. Aside from that, it's one that hopefully will bring awareness to the missing four-year-old girl, Malia Davis from Houston, Texas. The search for Malia is still ongoing. Early in May of this year, and actually just a few weeks ago, Houston, Texas was given upsetting and alerting news. On May 3rd, a four-year-old girl by the name of Malia Davis went missing. Friends, family, and neighbors were handing out flyers around the community, doing anything and everything that they could to help find Malia. She seemed to have gone missing sometime between Friday, May 3rd and Saturday, May 4th. To make matters worse, it rained every day in Houston as they searched for Malia, so flooding prevented certain areas to be searched. Could you imagine how extremely frustrating this would be? Knowing that your daughter is out there, and on top of that, having the additional challenge of flooding in the area? Although she was last seen in her hometown of Houston, she really could be anywhere. The next day, on May 5th, an Amber Alert was issued. Malia is a beautiful little girl, and in the first picture we came across to Malia, she has adorable poofy curly hair and pigtails with a beautiful innocent smile. However, as we learn more about this case and as it continued to unravel, something seems awfully fishy about her disappearance and those who are involved. Malia lived with her one-year-old brother and her mother, Brittany. Her biological father wasn't fully in the picture, but would have scheduled visits. Brittany was engaged to a man with no relation to Malia named Darion Vents. He also lived with Brittany and the kids. Although they weren't married, he was known as a stepdad to Malia, and according to Darion's father, who did a small interview with the media, he said Darion did a lot to take care of the kids and support Brittany. Malia's stepdad Darion claimed that he, Malia, and his one-year-old son were all abducted by three Hispanic men during a violent Friday night carjacking in North Houston. Darian told police he kept drifting in and out of consciousness during the dramatic ordeal, and when he finally came to his senses the next day on Saturday, May 4th, he found himself abandoned with his one-year-old son, and Malia was nowhere to be found. We'll get more into Darian's side of the story, but before we do, we have to take you a little further back to give you some background on Malia. Her young childhood and history of accidents are causing a huge concern about what may have happened to this little girl. On July 10th, 2018, Malia was hospitalized from vomiting small amounts of blood, according to court records. 
but the reason is still unknown and doesn't seem to be released. But just a month later in August, something happened again, and this time much worse. Malia suffered a severe head injury which resulted in surgery removing half of her skull. This was a huge red flag that led CPS, Child Protective Services, to remove the four-year-old girl from her Houston home, along with her brothers who were one and five, due to allegations of physical abuse. Brittany claims the injury resulted after Malia fell from a tall chair to a marble table. Doctors found her injuries were inconsistent with this story. There is no way that this horrible of an injury was from a fall. I mean, maybe, but it just seems very unlikely and the poor girl had to wear a helmet after the injury. There's pictures of Malia in the hospital and we'll have these up on our website. When this happened, her face was completely swollen and her eyes were almost sealed shut. It's just awful. Once you see these pictures of Malia, there's just no way this accident was from a fall. And then, after a few months, the kids returned to their home back to Brittany and Darian after being removed. We found in our research that the parents were supposed to take parenting classes before getting the children back, but they never did. And somehow, the kids were still released back into their custody. Wait, so I'm confused. If the parents didn't go through with the mandatory parenting classes, how'd they get the kids back in the first place? I mean, who in their right mind would let these kids back into that home? I'm not too familiar how CPS works exactly, but this seems to happen a lot. And along with the CPS stepping in, the abuse reported cases are being kept very quiet. We know that the CPS did get involved, but nothing too specific is being released that we know of. I feel like we come across a lot of cases like this, and it seems that CPS doesn't really take the proper steps to really look into these cases and properly investigate. I just hate seeing cases like this. I feel like our system failed these innocent kids. Yeah, I know. I hate seeing these things too, but I'm sure that they do a lot of good. It's just we seem to only hear about their failures and not so much of their successes. So back to what we do know so far about what led to Malia's disappearance. Shortly after the kids arrived back home, an unexpected death happened in the family. Brittany's father had passed away. However, the funeral was in Massachusetts, while Brittany and her kids lived in Texas. Brittany didn't have enough money to buy all of her kids a plane ticket, or even a ticket for herself to attend the funeral for that matter. But Brittany's aunt was generous enough to buy her a plane ticket to attend, but only a ticket for Brittany. So this meant leaving the young kids behind just for a little while, and she'd be back in a few days. On April 30th, when it was time for Brittany to leave, Brittany and Darian kind of left on a bad note. The day she left for her father's funeral, Darian and Brittany had a heated argument. Brittany was searching through Darian's phone and came across a series of text messages and naked pictures on his phone being exchanged with another man. She confronted him about this and made heavy accusations about his sexual orientation and accused him of being gay. Darian was extremely angry and Brittany's words really got to him. She then continued with her travel plans and left for her flight. Brittany was angry and ignored all of his calls and texts as Darian was trying to get a hold of her by furiously calling and texting her over and over. 
She then continued her travel plans and left for her flight. Brittany was angry and ignored all of his calls and texts as Darian was trying to get a hold of her by furiously calling and texting her over and over. Brittany was adamant in ending the relationship with Darian and told him that she would be taking off her engagement ring. Malia was very small and fragile. Brittany reported that Darian was very abusive towards Malia and would often leave bruises on her arms and legs. She said he would hit her in a way that no child should ever be hit. She would rarely take Malia to the hospital because Darian absolutely forbid it, and she was afraid of what Darian would do to her if she did. Investigators also found more disturbing and suspicious things about Darian. He would often say that he took Malia to daycare, but he would actually bring her back home alone with him. This is incredibly suspicious, and many believe that he could have actually been molesting her during these times. Although there's no proof of this at this time, with the things that we're finding out about Darian, it's not looking good for him. Most of this information that we got about Malia and the details from the case were from a well-known activist, Quinell X. Quinell X is helping Brittany with this case and acts almost like Brittany's attorney throughout the press conferences and answers questions directly from the media. He's also the leader of the new Black Panther Nation in Houston, Texas. Quinell did a news conference along with Brittany by his side. As he spoke to the press, it's strange to see Brittany shielding her face, nodding her head up and down the whole conference. But not one tear was shed. It makes you wonder what she's hiding. Was she ashamed? Or was she trying to hide her emotions? The whole thing just kind of felt weird. This is traumatic, but why is she hiding herself? At this point, it kind of seems like she's trying too hard to put on a show. I don't want to judge too hard here because there's no way that you should act in times like these, but the whole thing just really gave me a weird feeling. Honestly, I would be trying to get everyone to help. It's almost like this press conference was solely to protect Brittany and pin the suspicion all on Darian. But what about Malia? I completely agree. In some interviews of him and Brittany, he would almost cut her off just to make a point. One thing that sticks out to me about Quanell X is he is protecting Brittany at all costs. She rarely speaks and he often speaks for her. Don't get me wrong, he does a great job speaking on Brittany's behalf, but at the same time, does he protect her too much? He seems to almost get uncomfortable when she speaks, almost like he's afraid she might say the wrong thing. It kind of makes me wonder if there's more to this story that she could possibly be keeping a secret. I feel the same way. I mean, something just doesn't seem right with her. Like, I feel like there definitely could be something that she's hiding. Just to give you an idea of how protective he is, Quano X has his arm around Brittany while Brittany is asked questions during an interview with the media about her daughter, but she doesn't respond. Take a listen to this next clip. Damn, I know you're hurting and you're grieving She's right not now, gonna say anything. but we're trying to understand She's why you wouldn't anything. bring this forward to She's police, these critical details when your daughter is missing. I mean, that is a big question. It's a big question. And mom's on a lot of soul searching right now. A lot of soul searching. But I've been involved in many of these cases like this. And I thank God it was shared with me so that we can help law enforcement increase and intensify now their time for a manhunt. 
No longer personally interest. This man needs to be captured. He and needs to be arrested. Has he tried to contact mom? In no, the... not at all. When was the last and time they had contact? And he won't respond to any of her text messages. He won't respond to any. She's been trying to contact him for days with zero response. When was their last contact with uh, each other? Last week, which right when she came home. And shortly after she got back to the city is when he stopped communicating and contacting with the mother. And Brittany, when's the last time you spoke to Maria? When's the last time you talked to your little girl? Listen, listen, mom is not perfect. She's made some mistakes. But mom needs to share this vital information that I'll share with you with my enforcement. We believe it's time for me and her for the stepfather. Okay. Although Malia just went missing a few weeks ago, there's already so much suspicion pointing towards Darian. We're going to take a quick break here to tell you about BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online service that I personally use for my mental health. They provide a number of professional licensed counselors who specialize in all situations that may be interfering with your happiness. It's seriously my personal outlet to get my mind right. It's affordable. It's so convenient. I decided to give BetterHelp a shot when I was going through a very anxious part of my life. So I just signed up and I was matched with an amazing counselor who was so willing to talk with me right away. We actually set up a video chat later in the week to catch up. We are all so busy. Give yourself the care that you need today. Start living a happier life. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash crime salad. Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash crime salad. One of the main sources of evidence against Darian is a series of suspicious surveillance footage of him the day of Malia's disappearance. The surveillance footage came from a nearby neighbor and caught the last known picture and whereabouts of Malia. At 7.45 a.m. on April 30th, Malia is seen following behind Darian as they walk into the apartment. This picture is actually really interesting. For one, Darian's one-year-old son is not in the picture. He was supposed to drop both his son and Malia off at daycare, but from the footage, we can see he returned to his apartment with Malia. So why was Malia not dropped off as well? And also, in this picture, you can see that Malia is very distant behind him, as if she's trying to keep up. So we have surveillance footage of Darian, but one thing we don't have is surveillance footage of Brittany leaving for the airport. We don't know the exact time she left, but we know from police records that she did leave on the 30th. It's not very clear from what police released as far as the timeline goes. Then, around 8.53 a.m., there is surveillance footage we see of Darian leaving the apartment and getting into his car alone. So we assume he was going to work, but why would he only drop off his son at daycare and leave Malia at home? No other surveillance footage is available between May 1st and May 3rd, but on May 3rd, around 1.40 p.m., Darian is seen again on the neighbor's surveillance camera. He was wearing a black hoodie and was walking out of the apartment with a blue laundry basket. Inside the laundry basket was a large black garbage bag. Oh my god. I don't even want to ask this, but could that be Malia in the bag? 
At this point, we just don't know. If you take a look at this picture on our website, his arms are tense like he's holding something with a little weight to it. If you look even closer, I mean, it could just be the folds in the bag, but it kind of looks like a face. We'll definitely have this up on our website at crimesaladpodcast.com, so take a look at it and tell us what you guys think. Ugh, this is just too much. Yeah, and another thing, if it's not Malia in the garbage bag, what is in the bag? You have a laundry basket. If it was just clothes, why would it need to be in a garbage bag? I mean, maybe he was going to the laundromat. Maybe, but police never find this garbage bag in their search. So this is just one of those details that raises a huge red flag. And if it was something so simple as a trip to the laundromat, wouldn't he be able to prove that to police? There's definitely more to this story. Yeah, you're right. Plus, all laundromats have surveillance cameras, don't they? Mm-hmm, yeah, I feel it most would. So then, he's seen to get on surveillance at 6.40 p.m. on May 3rd with a white hoodie on, leaving the apartment with only his son. In his left arm, he had extra clothes, maybe like a shirt or an extra hoodie, and a bottle of bleach. Supposedly, at this time, he was on his way to pick up Brittany at the airport because her flight was arriving back home from the funeral. But Malia still wasn't with him. So wait, this contradicts Darian's original statement because he told police that he left the apartment with Malia and his son. But clearly this isn't true because there's no surveillance footage of Malia walking out of the house. Exactly. This is another reason police find him as a person of interest at this point. Once Brittany arrived back to Houston at the airport, she waited on Darian for two hours. He never showed up, never answered his phone or text messages, so she called her mom to get a ride. She got very suspicious almost immediately because he kept trying to avoid her. What else could he be doing? She thought hopefully he didn't get in a car accident because she noticed it was raining. It's really not talked about where Brittany goes after that. We don't know if she went home or if she stayed with her mom but she claims she had no idea Malia was missing at this time. A whole day goes by, and on Saturday, May 4th, at 11.21 p.m., Darian went to the hospital carrying his son. Darian had a huge gash on his head that needed stitches. He tells police that he was dropped off at the hospital by an unknown woman with his one-year-old son. He tells a story saying he hit a bump on the road while he was driving to pick up Brittany, and thought he may have had a flat tire, so he pulled over to take a better look. At this time, three Hispanic men in a blue Chevy pickup truck came by and attacked him, knocking him unconscious and kidnapping his daughter, Malia. He said he was in and out of consciousness, and when he woke up, he was laying alongside the road with his son, but Malia and his car were gone. However, there's something that police find extremely suspicious when looking into the details of his story. When Darian gets to the hospital, they see the same car, the same type and color that was reported missing, a silver Nissan Altima arriving at 11.21 p.m. Darian is seen coming out of that car along with his one-year-old son. So who was driving the car and what are the chances this would be the very same car he was driving and claims that was stolen? The police do a full search, which was conducted the next day on May 5th. With high suspicion of Darian's story, police do a thorough investigation at Brittany and Darian's apartment, 
what they find completely turns this missing case into something huge. Police used luminol spray on the apartment and discovered traces of blood where it looked like someone attempted to clean up. Police find blood evidence linked to Malia. They use Malia's toothbrush to compare her DNA to the blood found in the apartment, so this proves, without a doubt, a crime did happen in this apartment. According to court documents obtained by the Houston Chronicle, the blood was found in the bathroom, in the sink, and in the hallway of the apartment. Four days after, on May 9th, the stolen car was found in a shopping plaza about a 10-minute drive from the apartment. Cadaver dogs sensed decomposition in the trunk, signaling a body was there, and police also find the empty blue laundry basket that Darian was holding on the surveillance footage. They also find a red gas can. You know, I really don't believe Darian's story. How did this car get here, and why would the carjackers steal the car and leave it somewhere so close by? We have a good feeling Darian had something to do with the disappearance of Malia, so if Darian's story is just made up, it makes me wonder who actually drove the car to the hospital. Could it have been Brittany? So what if Brittany found out what he did and gave him that gash on his forehead? I mean, Brittany could have hit him with something out of anger, and now they're both just trying to cover the whole thing up. I mean, it's possible. But from what we know, when Brittany found out about her missing daughter once she got back home, she was speechless. She was shown the surveillance footage of Darian leaving the house, and horrible thoughts of what he could have done flooded her mind. It's chilling that she never walked out of the house, according to the neighbor's surveillance footage. The surveillance footage of Darian walking in and out of the apartment made his story not believable at all. The mother felt it wasn't necessary to go out of his way to buy a giant bottle of bleach when there was bleach already at the house, and they usually do laundry on a specific day. She mentions in an interview that all the laundry was done before she even left, so what was he doing with that laundry basket? She also mentioned Darian never cleaned the house or did laundry, so this was weird. Brittany did an interview with activist Cornell X by her side. Although she is noticeably broken down and emotionally torn about the disappearance of Malia, how can she not feel guilty when trusting this dangerous man with her kids? I mean, the same man that would abuse Malia and leave her covered in bruises. Not to mention with the recent events of Malia having head trauma due to the hard-to-believe story of Malia falling onto a coffee table and then needing emergency brain surgery to remove part of her skull. Plus, why is the CPS case information so secret? They just had their children removed from their custody, but only to regain it back soon after, without completing any of the mandatory parenting classes that they were assigned. I mean, even if she wasn't present at the time of her disappearance, why would she even trust this monster with her children in the first place when she left? A mother should protect their children. I'm of course no one to judge in this situation, but when it comes to your own children, why are you putting them at risk? Any case relating to children just turns my stomach. Murder's awful, but when an innocent child is involved, it's really a whole nother thing. Police still have not found Malia. They suspect at this point she has been murdered. On May 11th, Darian was arrested and charged with tampering with evidence. Police are relying heavily on the community to find Malia. 
To get the community involved more, the Houston police and Crime Stoppers are offering a $15,000 reward for the finding of Malia. If you noticed anything suspicious around this time, don't hesitate to report it and let the police take it from there. Even if it's just a small suspicion, it could lead to the next steps in helping to find Malia. It's important to remember Texas has a law that even if they don't find Malia's body, whoever killed her could still be charged for the murder. So it's extremely important we don't give up on Malia and let this case go cold. Even though things don't look promising at this time, we still remain hopeful she'll be found. We hope that she's found soon. So this concludes our episode of The Disappearance of Malia Davis. If you're interested in learning more about this case, you can find pictures and direct links to the recent interviews on our website at crimesaladpodcast.com. We'll try to keep you updated if we find any more information on this case, so definitely follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast. Help support Crime Salad by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember to follow us on Instagram and be sure to tell a friend about Crime Salad. Thank you all again so much for listening. We'll see you again. Crime Salad is a true crime podcast delivering a healthy portion of crime. Crime Salad is a Weird Salad production. Are you kidding me? That was perfect. All the bloodhead, all the pain, pain. All the bloodhead, all the pain.